This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. Have you ever heard have you ever heard these words from anybody just trust me? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And you did and then something happened, right? Mm-hmm. I mean something. Or how about this? Just believe what I'm saying. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I've said that to to Jen, right? Just just believe me, just trust me. And then you kind of hope it works out, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but I think that, honestly, um, we're going to be talking about faith today because I, I think that just trust me and ju- just believe can sometimes um, look like our faith journey. So mm-hmm. let me put this up here because I think sometimes if we're all honest, the struggle is real, isn't it? The struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and the struggle is real when it comes to our faith. So we... We are sitting in this place and we're online this morning and um, if we were to know each other's faith journey, uh, we'd find that it was different. We came to Christ different. We're at different levels of faith right now. The picture of faith can look different for everyone, right? And so- Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, the struggle is real. Moving. Yeah. We're Sometimes we're all over, the, mm-hmm. all over the place, exactly mm-hmm. right. And so um, what happens when we are called to live by faith? Think about that for just a moment. Um, what do you put your faith in? What is it hard to put your faith in? So, um, I don't know, how many years ago did bungee jumping? <laughs> Anyone here ever bungee jump? I wanna meet you personally. Anyone? No, okay, No Good. one, okay. So then you are real Christians then, okay. <laughs> so I, I think I look at that bungee jumping, I remember when it first came out, yeah. and I thought, there is no way. Right. <laughs> there isn't even, you could pay me anything you want. I am not jumping off of that bridge and put my trust and faith in. A rubber band. A rubber band. Basically, it's a rubber band. Exactly. Not a chance. Not a chance. How about so, you? Well, for, for me, it's, it's really as simple as, as riding a bike down the road with a bunch of traffic. No. I have no faith. And the people who drive, down, who drive down the road to think, I'm going by. Anytime I'm riding on the road, I'm constantly doing one of these, and I'm, I'm going to be the one ending up in the middle of the road because I'm so worried about the people What's that are behind on the road. you. you Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, faith, I have, I mean, I, I have faith in humanity to some degree, but not when I'm on a bike okay. and they're in a car. So okay. I'm just saying, like, it's a whole lot better for me to just drive to where I'm going versus getting on a bike because my, my chances feel a whole lot safer to go oh, yeah. that that's route. Real. So that, that's, Str- that's, the struggle was real. real. <laughs> real. Yeah, so yeah. I'll just be on my home bike, you know, pedaling there. It's, it's a lot safer there. So, um, but that's the rub, right? I mean, yeah. there's this whole idea, like, there's this tension that we know we have to live in this faith, but... Things can be really difficult to put our faith in. But the biblical faith calls us to trust outside of ourselves. We can't just live this faith life, faith just in us. Because mm-hmm. if faith is just in us, well, we've tried that one before, haven't we? How far has that gotten us? See, biblical faith calls us to something more outside of ourselves, and it calls us to a faith that calls us to trust in Jesus, outside of ourselves and to trust in Jesus. And, and in so many ways, I mean, that could sound so, so easy, right? Yeah, yeah, it does, it, it does sound easy. And sometimes, I think if we were all honest, we kind of used that as a spiritual cliche, right? Just mm-hmm. trust, just believe in Jesus. Yeah. And, and that is true. Easy peasy. We, yeah, we do <laughs> believe in that because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have faith and we have, we have trust in him. But I think mm-hmm. D.L. Moody, 
years ago, and this is gonna be kind of the pattern that we're gonna walk through this morning, define faith at three levels. And so we're gonna talk about that. Number one, um, struggling faith or like a person floundering and fearful in deep water. So sometimes we're at that place of struggling faith. And I think, by the way, what we're gonna do is we're gonna find ourselves maybe moving in between these three phases or aspects of faith in just a moment. Mm-hmm. The second one is clinging faith, which is like someone hanging on to the side of the boat. So let me ask you, have you ever been there? Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. So like, so far I'm hitting one and I'm hitting two, right? Mm-hmm. So, so far like struggling faith and like, it just feels like the struggle's real, mm-hmm. right? And then clinging faith, like someone, and then also, and I've been here, resting faith, that's the third. Resting faith, find someone safe inside the boat, strong and secure enough to reach out a hand to help so, someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and within, within our faith community, within I think, you and me, like we are there at all levels. But in all the places, yes. All places uh-huh. and kind of float in between some, mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's what we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. But what's it look like, the struggling faith, clinging faith and resting faith, um, when we talk about saving faith? So last week, we talked about um, God's grace that he gives to you and to me. It's like, um, um, a relationship with Jesus not, not based at all on the things that we can see or the things that we do mm-hmm. and even sometimes the things that we can see can't get our hands on it and so on but what happens um, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus alone not dependent upon us saving saving faith mm-hmm. saving faith calls us to trust in Jesus alone I mean you just talked about that as, as we began mm-hmm. who through his grace offers forgiveness in sin, uh, forgiveness of sins and eternal life with him. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. It's all dependent upon him and not ourselves. Um, our first reaction, I think, sometimes can be when we talk about saving faith, it can't be that easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It can't be that easy because no one knows how bad I am except for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It can't, it can't be that you mean just trust Jesus? Right. And then I think that's, that's where we say that that's a struggle sometimes for some of us. Like, because I know me better than anybody else. And so the struggle is real. You know, when I put my faith in, in, in him, there, there, there must be more. Or what's the catch here? Okay. <laughs> what are you offering? What's the catch here? So um, Tim Keller, who just passed away um, this past week, mm. a huge gift to the church at large, uh, said this, what keeps people from receiving God's grace is not so much their sins, but their good works. Think about that. What keeps people from receiving God's grace is not so much their sins, but their their good works. So we talk about the struggle being real. So let me me try and illustrate it best I can. Um, If I had a $100 bill in my pocket, which I don't have, Um, and, yeah, and, and I was going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Your your response might be like, "Whoa, whoa, really? Yeah, seriously, you're going to do that? I'm gonna, because I like you. Hmm. That's amazing. I don't even know that I feel like I deserve that. No, of course you don't deserve it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you do. You do. I just want to give it to you. No strings mm-hmm. attached. You know. Mm-hmm. So like, even in, in something like that, there's just kind of like. Really? Right. What's the catch here? Right. Can you give me a hundred bucks? What do you want me to do? Yeah. Nothing. Just to give it. Just to give it. 
Yeah. That's a rare thing in our day and age. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And so the struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. So there is the struggle. And, and so that's what it feels like is that sense of when we think about our faith journey with Christ, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just that simple? Is that really all that you're asking? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the question, to, question to just believe. You know, for others, as Tom said, that might be that question or that thought of like, if you only knew everything that I've gone through, if you only knew what I've done, I don't think it could really be that easy. Well, I think one of the things we have to recognize when it comes to faith is that it is and it isn't. You see, if we mean by believe or just believe or just faith that you simply say, I believe and that's it, I believe, and that's all that matters, that's as simple as that, then that in and of itself isn't gonna cut it. Because here's the deal, demons believe, demons believe. So it's gotta, when we talk about this idea of faith or believing, it's gotta be more than just this idea that that we understand, we acknowledge that there's a God who exists. You see, when the authors in scripture say believe or they use the word faith, they're meaning something closer to the word trust, trust. In fact, there's an apologist, his name is Greg Kolkel, and he's, he suggested that we need to get rid of the word faith altogether because it's lost its meaning. Not to say that the Bible is somehow wrong by using the word faith, but saying that because the word faith means so many different things to so many different people, that we need to rethink this whole thing of, of, of what we talk about when we say faith, when we say belief. He suggests, and I love this, this idea, he says, you know what, what we should talk about, anytime we see the word faith, maybe we, we replace it with active trust. Maybe that's a way to think about faith, is active trust. A team with the Billy Graham Association said it in this way when he talked about faith. He said, faith literally means to give up, to surrender, or to commit. It's having complete trust, there it is again, or confidence in what God says. And so there's this part that's part of our hearts, but even to give up and to surrender, there's an action that goes along with that. Romans says it in this way. It says, uh, for the sins of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who, and here's the phrase, for all who receive it, the implication here is, is that all who receive it by faith will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Christ, Jesus Christ. In Romans 10 it says this, in fact it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and on your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart, and notice he says it's not believing in your head. He says it's believing in your heart that you were made right with God, and it's by openly declaring your faith, there's the active part of this, then you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. So here we are, scriptures, we can't even talk about faith with somehow trying to put this word trust in here, because faith and trust are so connected. There's such an intimacy along those words. They have to be connected in some way. Trust and faith. Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on them. 
And so there is this idea of a saving faith. It's simple, and yet it requires for us to have this active trust. Yeah, I like the word active trust Mm -hmm. a a lot. So we're talking about saving faith. Everybody say saving faith. Saving faith. Saving faith. And now we're going to talk about living faith. And so we're in this series, uh, week number two, called No Other Gospel, where we're kind of walking through the book of Galatians. And so we're going to talk about living faith or this kind of this active trust. So here's what I want to say, regardless of where you are, um, struggling faith, clinging faith, um, and resting, resting faith, what's it look like to move towards resting faith or, or in the boat? Now, I, I think that we, we both want to say this, is that if, if, you're, if you're in that camp of struggling faith right now, you've received Jesus, you're, you're, you're struggling a little bit, or maybe clinging, hear me now, you are no less a follower of Jesus than mm-hmm. anyone else in the mm-hmm. boat. Are you with me? Right. Yes? yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because sometimes the enemy will come along right there and go like, aha, you're just not as good as so-and-so, right? Look at that. You're just not, that is not true. And so we want to move towards resting faith, but um, you are no less follower of Jesus. So let's talk about living faith. Um, from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified, Paul's writing, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So as we talk about living faith, we're going to use Moody's description of faith, um, struggling faith, clinging faith, and resting faith as kind of our roadmap uh, as we kind of unpack these things. So let's, let's do it. So remember, struggling faith, let's talk about this way. Seize the tension living out our faith. Okay, so um, we live in a, in a, in a world um, that is, you know, in, is, is, it was the world. We'll just leave it at that, okay? And so there's, we see the tension um, of living out this faith in Jesus sometimes. Mm-hmm. Clinging faith sees us moving between what we know is true, that's that active trust, and how we feel. So, do you ever feel fearful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the clinging faith sees kind of that dynamic that we move from what we know, our act of trust, and how we feel. And then resting faith sees us fully trusting and fully living our faith. So we're going we're gonna to talk about those three things. And, and, and as we do, kind of go like, okay, that's, that's, I identify with that right now. Right. Yeah. And so this struggling idea of the struggling faith, faith yeah. the struggling faith is real. And, and I so appreciate you saying yeah. that, that that's just part of the Christian journey. Right. And I just so appreciate you saying that because there is this, this weight that we walk under. It's like, if I ever doubt, if I ever struggle, am I even a believer? And I think we can walk under that weight, but, but recognize you're not alone in that kind of thought. Yeah. You see, um, we see this playing out in, in, in the, the big dog's life. Peter, if you happen to be a Bible reader, Peter, he's the guy, he's the man, he's the person that Jesus spoke to, said like, it's through you and through the, who you, what, the declaration that you made, I'm gonna build my church. Peter was the ringleader of, of it all. And yet what we see in Galatians chapter two, there's a moment in which Paul, which was another guy, he had to have a confrontation with Peter, this guy who was the ringleader. Mm-hmm. You see, he was in Antioch where, where Peter found himself in the spot of struggling faith. Right. 
Uh, and while he was there, Peter was hanging out with, with, the, with, the, with the leaders that were there with, and with the Christian community that was there that was with, had both Jews and Gentiles that were there. But the problem is, is that this idea for the Jewish people hanging out with Gentiles, that was a big no-no during that time. That was the way things were understood. But Peter had had a dream earlier on. He had had a vision from the Lord, Lord earlier on that's saying, like, you know what? There is, I'm for everybody. As I'm God, I'm for everybody. Jew and Gentile, everything is, nothing that you've called impure is that way anymore. It's all good before me. And so Peter had this understanding, hanging out with Gentiles, that was an okay thing. And so he was doing that until there were some other people that showed up on the scene. Yeah, oops. Yeah, oops, right? right? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. these other people, they were kind of staunch in their Jewish understanding of, of Christianity. And they had this way of seeing that, that they still thought that Gentiles had to be over there. And so Peter, as he started to see these, these big wigs, he found himself no longer hanging out with the Jewish and Gentile people. He kind of found himself making his way over just to be with the Jews once again. Yeah. So much so that him being a leader, it wasn't just him that made his way away. He even found himself bringing some other people with him. Other people like, well, if Peter's doing this, if he's struggling, if, if he's thinking that they just need to hang with Jews, maybe I need to too. And then Paul shows up on the scene. And when Paul shows up, he does not mince words with Peter. It says that he actually confronted Peter with what was going on. But the struggle is real. I mean, I think we get Peter in this, don't we? I mean, there's these moments where it's like, yes, God, I know I want to live for you. I want to live in a certain way. But things, when we start to live in this world, they start to pull at us. We start to question. There's influences that come our way and go like, should we still be, should I still be living this way? Or maybe a better question that we do live with every day is, how do I live out this faith walk in the midst of all that is going on around me? And things can pull us in a certain way. How do I live this out with all the other voices? What we see is what Paul did in this moment is so vital. He confronted Peter and reminded him of truth. As much as we don't like it, sometimes we need that too. Someone to confront us and say, yeah, I know that you're floating, I know that you're drifting over here, but you need to be brought back to what is most true. You see, struggling faith calls us to turn away from a worldly system and turn toward truth and what we know as the gospel. We have to find ourselves rooted in truth, staying with the truth, even in the midst of all the other stuff that goes on because we can't struggle. Yeah, you know what, we talked about like, that, that's the purpose of Galatians, right? Mm-hmm. Paul's writing to this, to this region and, and to the church here in Galatia, and he's correcting a theological error, right? Because there is this pull right. away, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden people go, yeah, I'm not so sure about that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so he's correcting that. Well, struggling faith, though, how about, how about clinging faith? Now, I don't know if you ever kind of um, visualize your faith as kind of the whole water boat, boat scene, but remember clinging faith is we're just kind of hanging on to, to the, edge, edge of the edge of the boat. Clinging faith recognizes the internal battle that we have sometimes between faith, faith and fear. Mm-hmm. And I've described it in the past as kind of like faith and fear, but sometimes fear has a way of sneaking up and it's fear over faith. Have you been there? Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, the fear is the thing that is, starts driving our decisions, starts driving who we are, our, our confidence mm-hmm. in who we are. And we talk about faith then becoming the dominant thing, right? The, the thing that rises a, a, above fear. So clinging mm-hmm. faith recognizes this, this eternal battle. 
Peter feared, and you just talked about what others might think. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to think about me? And of course, um, Paul comes along and sets the scene uh, um, correctly, yeah, right? Yep. Um, what keeps you awake at night? Think about it that way. Uh, fearful of the economy, fearful of, of what's going on, fearful of what people are thinking. What keeps you awake at, at night? Certain things try to, try to slip in, don't they? Cause fear, brings fear into our lives, and our, our faith moves from confidence to clinging, and it can happen like instantly, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a battle, it's most often I think in our, in our minds, but fear continually pulls at us, and we find ourselves kind of just hanging on, clinging onto the boat. Mm-hmm. Fear is not always abnormal, it's not always wrong. I mean, there are some good things to be fearful of. Absolutely. Fire. A bear. Well, it's like if you're being chased by a bear, you only have to be faster than the person you're with. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Or maybe riding a bike on the street, right? <laughs> right, here, there. So there are all those things that, 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 that come along, but there's a choice that we make. And I think there are some of us, um, we're at this place of clinging faith because stuff has come into our lives. Um, they might be health things. And, and along with that has come fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned the economy. That's the big thing, you know, right? Inflation, all this is going on. It's impacting all of us. Um, maybe, maybe it's fear of what that other person is going to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, fear can be at, at all, all levels, can it? But it's the thing that comes in and, and begins to dominate our life. Um, I, I love and I read um, Tim Keller's, kind of his, some of his final words, you did too, they were mm-hmm. widely um, shared, that I, he says, I, I, I can't wait to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. And then he said this, just send me home. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's mm-hmm. confidence. That's resting faith. Mm-hmm. Just send me home because I know where I'm going. The psalmist made this choice in in probably the most well-known psalm, 23rd Psalm. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, no matter what comes my way, no matter how dark it is, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, that's clinging faith. Like, I believe in this clinging faith calls us to hang on to what I know is true. And sometimes... The way to defeat fear is just to continually repeat what we know is true. Yeah, right. so true. So though I walk through the darkest valley, though that's the place I am right now and it's dark, like I will not fear because I am going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a form of clinging, clinging faith. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's that that can help move to the spot of what we were, right. this last one called resting faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a great picture as we're kind of using this, this, this kind of uh, water metaphor, yeah. this boat metaphor of resting faith. So you have this, this faith, struggling faith, where you're kind of thrashing out in the water. You have this clinging faith where you're hanging on the side of the boat. And, and again, it's, it's tough sometimes to just get in the boat because yeah. it's rocking back and forth. But then there's this, this resting faith. And, and this picture of resting faith is, is a whole lot like um, when the guys, the disciples, they're in the boat with Jesus and the, the storms of life 
life are coming. And as those storms of life are coming, uh, what resting faith doesn't look like in those moments is, is running around, like just going, Jesus, wake up, and just going crazy. I mean, that's, that's our first uh, impulse. But a resting faith recognizes that Jesus is in the boat with us and recognizes that, that he is king and Lord, just as we sang about, and I love, appreciate the time that Natalie really um, opened us up to, that he is holy, that he is big, that he is God, and, and instead says, hey Jesus, could you move over, because I want to lay down too. Like, I like to go to sleep in the midst of the storm. That's what resting faith ends up looking like. And I wonder, have you ever had moments like that? Have you ever had moments where you are going through the most difficult of circumstances and all of a sudden the peace comes over you that it's like it almost, there's no words for it except to say this must be the presence of God yeah. showing up in this moment. I know I've had moments like that where it's it, sometimes I like, please like, let all of my life be this way. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not. Yeah. But there are moments in the, in the most difficult moments where the, the presence of God just washes over and I recognize I can, I can rest here. I can breathe easy here. God is with me. It's what Paul said. He said, you know, I have, right. I have nothing to worry about. Right. I mean, this, and, and it's not that Paul didn't have things come his way, but there was an essence about him where he says, I have nothing to worry about. In Galatians 2.20, Paul expands on what he says in verse 19 when he says, I died to the law because he was crucified with Christ. That's what he says. And he no longer lived is what he said. You see, he was able to live for God because he recognized that Christ lived within him. He understood the most vital essence of his identity, and it's this, Christ lives in me. That was a game changer for Paul. That's where resting faith is able to be found, recognizing that we can't find it in ourselves, but it's recognizing that Christ lives in us. Christ is the one who rules our life. At the end of the day, as you talked about with Tim Keller, there is a trajectory for our life and is that we will be with him face to face. That's what sets the stage for us to be able to rest. Yet Christ does not operate automatically in the believer's life. We have to be in a spot in which we live the new life of Christ by faith. It's then when, that when we have this faith, this trust, it's not that we try to do a bunch of things by just following a bunch of rules. That's not the issue. It's us trusting in him, an act of faith that releases this divine power of God in our life to be able to say, God, I choose to trust you in this moment, to live this life that God has called us to live. Yeah, in fact, Paul died with that faith, didn't he? Right. Yeah, complete trust. The apostles died with that faith. I mean, they were martyred all, all except for one, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing exactly what was true, regardless of what they faced. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's powerful. Yeah, really, really, really powerful. Um, the faith that Paul's talking about is rooted on the sacrifice of Jesus, what he did, and his love for you and for me. He gave himself for us. So Paul's saying this, if, if he loved me enough to give himself for me, then he loves me enough to live out his life in me and through me and in all of life. So resting faith calls us into the boat where we experience peace and assurance. Mm -hmm. Resting faith calls us to that place, each and every one of us, and we, we can be there. I do love the analogy of the water and the boat thing because I am like not a water person. <laughs> And neither are you, I don't think. I mean, like, do you swim? No. I can swim. Well, well <laughs> I, I can't, but I can sort of. Do you, yeah. But you don't like it. 
Um, or do you? I like to, to float right, so, on it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, forget it then. I, I don't. So like I get <laughs> I get the water thing, right? I mean, really, that's not a place that I want to be, mm-hmm. really, um, except for maybe my toes or something like that. But I think that's that's the description of life, depending on where you are on the water, water thing. Like so, I just want to ask you this: What level of faith do you identify with today? What level of faith? Is it struggling faith, um, clinging faith, or resting faith? Because we're going to pray. And um, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take that, that place that we are and offer it to Jesus today. And if you're struggling a little bit with your faith, and you're right, Mario, I mean, we all, we all have questions. We're all, we're all there at some point in our, in our life. That, that's okay. What is it you will bring to Jesus today? Or maybe you're just hanging on the boat, that clinging faith between, you're there between faith and fear, and sometimes fear is on top of faith, and that's where you are today. What's it look like for you to take that fear and declare today what you know is true? Um, and you might not even feel it, but you're going to declare it. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. What about resting faith? Because there, there, are, there are a lot of us who are there as well, right? Mm-hmm. And Peter also says, hey, get ready um, to give a reason for the hope that lies in you. And I think people see resting faith because that's the person that is going through life and the struggles of life and circumstances of life. But they're at peace and you can see it. You can tell it. Mm -hmm. Many of you are there now. Mm -hmm. So what's it look like for you to reach over the boat to help somebody else? who might be clinging or might be struggling. That's good. Because I think Jesus brings us together for that reason, don't you? So let's stand together, shall we? And let's pray. And maybe like Natalie led us in prayer, we just kind of open hands. Maybe we open our hands, open our heart today. And Father, today we just come to you. Um, thank you that we can put our trust in you completely and wholly. There are times when um, we struggle. And there are people here today who are struggling. But God, you desire for us to move toward resting faith. We might be struggling today. We might, might be hanging on to the edge of the boat. Maybe fear kind of is trying to creep into our life. But t- today we, we're, we're, we're declaring what we know is true, not what we feel is true what we know is true we're trusting in you regardless I thank you for resting faith and I love that place we all do but you've also called us to help one another to be a part of one another so God would you just use us and so we we offer that up to you today whether we're struggling or we're clinging or we're resting today God, would you just work in us and would you work through us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
They say these chains will never 